Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin Cities sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. Myron Metcalf here on The Ride with Chris Reavers, Manny Fresh, uh, filling in for Patrick Royce, who is... Welcome back for another day. Th- thanks, man. I'm glad they let me... I wasn't sure if they're going to let me come back. I don't know. You never know. They could have shut it down. You're still man. on a trial basis, so uh, I guess. Let's, let's keep it. Let's keep it sharp. We'll I see guess, about tomorrow. Man. I'm trying, man. <laughs> uh, Royce is getting some cool air down there in Florida. It's not. I did not sign up for this. Yeah. <laughs> he can't be. He can't be too it's excited. Too cold. Have you speaking of that? Have you seen some of the photos on social media and whatnot of of people? They're they're, they're crazy. Lo- they are losing their minds. They have no clue. And it, they and it's it's still above freezing, I yeah. believe. But there are snowflakes. And th- there's lines out super centers and whatnot. Like, people, it's it's okay. You're you're gonna live. <laughs> Do you remember that Atlanta uh, ice storm a couple oh, yeah. years ago? Yep, yep. When they like got out of their cars and just gave up. Yes, people just abandoned their cars like it was the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Like what? This well, is the thing I appreciate. I know we complain a lot being in Minnesota, dealing with this weather, but I'm happy we're in a place that is equipped to handle it. Mm-hmm. Because a few states below us. <laughs> It's a whole different ball game, <laughs> and it's not just the the lack of salt and all that stuff. It's you can't go get a thick coat in some of these places. They don't have, they don't sell them. Right, you're, you're kind of stuck. You know, I got a friend who just moved to, I think Charleston, South Carolina, and they're getting some snow, and they're stuck. The whole city's been shut down. They can't wow. do anything. I remember too the uh, the Super Bowl in Dallas. Yeah, remember they yes. got the they Packers got the Steelers. Yeah, they got yeah. the snow. And unfortunately, didn't somebody die when? Uh, Section of ice fell off yes. the roof of the stadium, and it, it, it actually did. killed somebody. It did. It was. I mean, it was a. It was a mess, though. I remember that. My greatest fear for the Super Bowl here is forty-five below, fifty below windshield, right? Because then people will come here and they'll say we're never coming back. I'm worried more about that than I am about a foot of snow. The, like, uh, if it's a bunch of snow, we'll clear that. The guy that occupies that chair normally is rooting. For forty-five below windshield, <laughs> following following two to three feet of snow, just so they never have to come back. He wants this to be just a debacle weather-wise. I did. I did love the uh, the picture that Patrick tweeted out the other day, where it's like some, it's like a waterfall type thing or something, and he goes, "Dang, this is weird, flowing water outdoors or something like in, that." In, in January, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, unfrozen water outdoors. I got friends who are coming into town, and they're really concerned about the the two possible situations, whether it's you know a foot of snow, foot and a half of snow, or or fifty below. And I and I tell them, I said, look, that might happen. I mean, it's it's early February; anything mm-hmm. can happen. Mm-hmm. But I keep telling them, there's no city that you can go to that is not just equipped to handle it, but that is built so that you can avoid it at all costs. You can stay inside between the light rail. Between our mass transit system, the skyway, the skyways. Yep. I mean, like there is no city that is as equipped to put on a show, even if the weather is bad, than Minneapolis. Well, and that's why the league went back to Indianapolis because of the same thing. Everything, everything is basically connected together in that the, you know the convention center and the stadium and ever all the hotels. Yeah. everything's connected where nobody ever had to go outside. It's it's right there. I mean, the challenge that people will have here is that. They're all wanna, they'll all want to go to the Mall of America, yep. which in bad weather, I mean, that, that's going to take you a little bit, right? Yep. And then I bet a bunch of people want to go to the Prince Museum. A lot of friends I have coming in town, they want to go see that. I mean, Enchant, that's a that's a bit of a hike, too. Yes, but it is. It, you could have a lot of fun just in this area. I mean, there's so many people I think don't understand, like, the different pockets of Minneapolis and, like, that they all kind of have their own unique identities. It ain't just, like— downtown and uptown anymore but all of the uh all of the bets will be off and all the projections will be out the window if the vikings make it because won't whatever matter. they were forecasting yeah it won't matter but i i am curious to see what will happen because i think a lot of people whether they're on the fence about even coming here uh to to just be in the city for the super bowl whether a fan of the team or not yeah they're gonna obviously wait to see what the weather is gonna be like but i i am i am curious what that crowd's going to be like. Because yeah. I know a lot of people just go to the city. I I, I think I said this yesterday. I was in Houston yeah. last year, and I, I talked to a couple that they just go to every Super Bowl every year. That's just that's just their thing. And there figures to be some celebrities in town, too, like sure. regardless yeah. of uh, regardless of who, who is in it. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing we have here is, is I don't know if people, we live here, right? The Mall of America is a castle to people who don't live here. I got family members. <laughs> Who have taken multiple trips to the Mall of America, and then they leave and they're like, "Oh, bro, I, I forgot to call you. We were at the mall for five days. What were you doing at the Mall of America for five days? What didn't you see in the first two days?" Mm-hmm. But it's it's such an icon to people who don't live here. I think people are gonna come because at the very least they'll say, "You know what? We take the family to the Mall of America for a day or two. We see that, and then we go find some place in town to watch the game." We'll be happy. The Mall of America is the big reason why I think we're going to get a crowd regardless because there are people who view that. It, it, it's, it's so different when you don't live yes, here. Yes. I'm telling I got family members. I had a family member come here not that long ago, and we were supposed to go to breakfast. He's like, oh, man, we got another day at the mall. Where there's like there's like a whole <laughs> section of stores we didn't hit. What? How many stores you got to go to? We host uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. We always host family. For both my boy's birthday and Thanksgiving and yeah. whatnot, and so my wife's family is from all over. A lot are down in Iowa. Some are, you know, they're all over the place. And every time they come here, they say, "We're going to go to the Mall of America," yes. and I say, "Have a good time. Enjoy it. Good Let luck. me know how it how it turns <laughs> out. And I'll be right here." I went. To, I got nothing against the Mall of America. No. It just ain't my thing. Well, and it's it's a great attraction if you don't live here. People who live here, they just see it differently. I, I remember going the weekend of a big Nebraska football game. They were playing Minnesota, and I went like, for some reason, I think I went that Saturday or something. I had a date that Saturday, right? No, that I think that Saturday night after the game. Nebraska fans 
First off, they travel like crazy. Yes, they you know? do. They were everywhere at the mall. I mean, they were walking around the day never, like they had never seen them all. It <laughs> was the craziest crowd. And I think that's what the Super Bowl will be. Just fans from all over the world who are coming because, yes, they want to be a part of the crowd. They want to be a part of the game. But they want to see the mall. I mean, it is it is amazing how people talk about the mall it, in ways that we don't. It's also funny when you go, if you go downtown on a Saturday night after a Gopher Nebraska or a Gopher Badger game, because you'll see all the people in their in their gear yeah. that have been that went to the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then they went to you'll know, grab grab a bite to eat. Yeah. And then they were going <laughs> out that night. You could tell there's no chance this guy's gonna make it to bar close. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not a chance. And you know, all of the uh, you know, the the Minnesota fans who were Wisconsin fans for the day who ripped off their yeah their their coats yes. you know what I mean like oh no no I'm a, I'm really a Minnesota fan <laughs> I live on the border no and it's just interesting to me I think the crowd the like I'm just coming to town to be a part of the moment plus we got we got great nightlife here too you can have fun the week in up too yeah yeah the week I up. mean on a Saturday Friday night I'm not young anymore but the kids tell me it's a good time you know they have a good time downtown mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Uh, but it would help if the Vikings are there. Nothing matters because it's going to be all Minnesota Vikings fans paying, paying and a lot of transplants. bucks a pop. A lot of Viking fans that are all over the country will want to fly here yeah. either to come home and just be a part of it, or, or you know who knows what's going to happen. Manny, what would spoil it more? Do you think fifty below wind chill or something like that? A foot of snow. What what would be the 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 worst situation for the people who are hosting this thing? I I think the temperature. Fifty below. I think it'd be fifty really? below. Even even though, even I mean, even though the stadium's obviously indoors and everything, but I, yeah, I think fifty below would make it tough because I think that is fifty below is miserable for everybody. It's miserable yeah. for everybody. Like if you live out in the East Coast, it doesn't get that cold, but you're used to getting like a foot, a foot and a half of snow. So yeah. I think they would. So if like Patriots fans come into town for the game or something like that. I think they'd be used to that maybe. But if it's fifty below. 45, 50 below wind chill. I don't think anybody would uh, would like that very I much. I just worry we might get like Carolina Panthers fans and they won't even leave the airport if they see <laughs> that snow on the ground. We're going to be back here on 1500 here on ESPN. Hey, Myron, I have a quick question for you. Or actually more of a uh, more of an observation. We were talking about weather and football and the Super Bowl and whatnot. Okay. So M- Manny knows this. Uh, I'm going to Jacksonville Sunday nice. for the uh, the Bills-Jags game. I'm a, a buddy of mine is affiliated with the team, blah, blah, blah. I've, I've been to a couple of games, but I go, okay, the Bills are in the playoffs since yeah. first time. Yeah, Jacksonville. I got to go. Yeah. So he was uh, discussing, I was part of an email thread he was working with someone affiliated with the Jags team. I don't think I'm getting anybody into trouble by talking about this on radio, so it's it's all good. Uh, talking to somebody with the Jags team about, you know, he's got a big group of people. How can we, what can we do for tickets and whatnot? And they have these these cabanas that are like suites that are yeah. on the the op- I think the stadium is shaped almost like a U yeah. or a horseshoe, and so that open end they have these cabana suites that like the Cowboys Stadium kind of not. Had, Kind of, it's like more like kinda? it's more it's more like the Eagle Stadium, like okay. that kind of setup. And so they have these cabanas that hold, I think, between forty and fifty people and whatnot. Okay. So they ask, you know, they ask for a set price, and you know, if you want to do the unlimited food and beverage, blah 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 blah. And yes so, and yes. So some of these have uh, swimming pools in them. 
What? Yeah, they have they in have, the cabanas. In the cabana, you know, I because think it's, I heard about that before. It's, yeah. it's Jacksonville. They're playing, you know, in September Goodness. when it's nine hundred degrees outside. Yeah. Um. So she said, "Well, just to let you know, it's going to be really cold here. Uh. So the the pools probably won't be operable." And he looked at the forecast, and it's supposed <laughs> to be sixty one, I believe, on 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 and Sunday. That's too cold. And so he he responded, and he said, "Well, right now in Buffalo, it's you know." 13 degrees, and here's my buddy from Minneapolis, and it's negative 14. We'll be okay. Yeah, you know, turn the pool off. You know, like, 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 we'll be just fine. It's, we're, we're all going to be there in t-shirts in 61 degree weather. Um, but again, pers- cold. perspective. It's, it's too, too cold. cold. 61. Oh, so. oh, no, you better turn that pool off. Yeah. And but I will say this. Everything. I don't know if you've ever attended a Bills game. No. <clears throat> These people are insane. Oh, I've, I've seen the... The videos, Dead like spin. the pregame, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. jumping on tables. The Bills and, Mafia. Who was the? Wasn't it a, a Buffalo Bills fan? The, the woman who who punched that dude like a couple weeks back. There was like a, a thing where no one wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, she like I'm laid not- this dude out, and the dude was talking trash, mm-hmm. and he thought she wasn't about that life, but she was. You don't mess with the Bills Mafia. And she threw a right and hand and took him yeah. down, <laughs> and that was it. And he was on the ground with his buddies, like his butt. Like what happened? Yeah, you don't you don't mess with a Bills fan. No. I, no one has had their hearts broken like Bills fans. And Minnesota fans probably go, well, we can relate we a face bit. that. Yeah. But that's all they got. Yeah. Like they don't have the the twins and the Tim they got Buffalo Bills football. And there will be thirty plus thousand fans at that game on Sunday in Jacksonville. And I just I just I hope the police are ready before that. that's a rowdy they jump off tables and stuff, man. Like they're <laughs> like they're the kind of fans where it's like, you know, you're going to a party and you're mm-hmm. like, hey, man, I got some friends. They're Buffalo Bills fans. Can I invite them? I don't know. So there was Terry a, likes to fight. And, and this adds the the fact that this is the first this is the Bills' first playoff appearance in 18 years. Yes, that even adds a whole nother loaded layer to this whole thing too. So, they better bring Thurman Thomas out that tunnel on a chariot. Coming out to that game, right? Like so, that's what should happen. So to give you guys a bit of perspective, I was, you know, kind of looking at me. I want to, I want to just experience a little pregame and just, yeah. just to get a sense of the flavor. So I went on their their fan page to see various hangouts and whatnot. And what 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 the, there's there's one in which they're going to occupy. There's four gigantic parking lots that would be the size of like. The old, remember the old Star Tribune parking yeah, lot? That yeah, was, yeah. There's four of those. Yeah. All right. So imagine four of those combined yeah. that are going to be reserved, that are, uh, they're going to have them reserved off. Oh, no. And open everything. Every, oh, goodness. Starting oh, at going 7 a.m. You're going? I, I almost we have was, to. No, nah, you can't go there. But just, <laughs> you can't go, Reavers. Just to I'm walk around you, and get video. Reavers, I'm telling you, they jump, they hit people with tables and stuff. You can't go there. <laughs> this is not like. This is not like, you know, rowdy fans. There are rowdy fans everywhere. Sure. I'm not from, you know, Green Bay. Green Bay fans can get rowdy before yeah. a game. Chicago Bears can get rowdy. This is a different. I know. This is, they don't make it to the game. You know? People jump through tables. They, this is WWE. I, I'm telling you, look at the video. Style. Look at the video. Oh, yeah, she threw a right hand. I haven't seen that one, but I'm going to have to find it. Well, there was the one. Who was the. There was the one guy that was on fire, right? Like he oh, caught yeah. on fire. You can't. Oh, yeah. He like jumped through a table and then he like caught on fire. The best was and the dead was spin. Cheering. The dead spin. Uh, <laughs> the headline for it was, I think they were playing the Jets or whoever at home, and it said, "And now let's check in on check in on the uh, Buffalo Bills tailgate." Oh my God, <laughs> this one's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the problem: if you go, 
Oh, I'm going. It's, it's kind of, I'm, I'm it's absolutely like a gang going. You better be ready to do stuff. Like if if somebody challenges you to jump off a table, yeah, you can't say no. See, I'm wondering too if I can just sneak in with like my Bills hat and like a shirt, no, and just kind of be gonna anonymous. Happen. It's not. Somebody's gonna float you're gonna, around solo. You're gonna have to run through. You have to run into a car or something to prove you're real. Like there's gonna be some feats of strength thing to even get into that party. So you think what's gonna happen is they're gonna sniff me out, going, who's "They're gonna this? know who's this guy, who's he they're, with." They're gonna they're gonna know because <laughs> there's gonna be a table that everyone's jumping off of, and you're gonna be like, "Oh no, no, I'll pass." And as soon as you say, "I pass," on jumping through this table uh, that has like. You know, fire mm-hmm. and and bees or whatever it's got on it. You know, to prove yourself that you're a Bills fan. As soon as you say no, they're gonna know this guy's a fraud. Yeah, or maybe I'll say, sure. Hold on, let me set down my beer and I just take off running. You, they're ca- they'll catch <laughs> they'll catch you. They're you. This man. This is not a bunch of rowdy fans. These are Bills fans. There. This is a different level. There is a cool video in which someone basically streamed together because the the Bills Twitter account um, sent it out there, but. All of the various reactions to the Andy Dalton touchdown pass Crazy. from <laughs> the, the the people that were still at the Miami Dolphins stadium, great. which was cool. The players in the locker room that the kicker uh, Hauschka got on yes. his cell phone, and just people inside their homes that were throwing Bills parties to guys that were at bars that were in Buffalo and stuff. It, it I should put it out there. It was really really cool. I don't know if Jacksonville is ready. I don't think they because are. Like Jacksonville is like they got cool fans. You know they're they're excited. No, that's a big turnaround what they've done. Mm-hmm. But the Bills fans are got a lot of fans. retirees down there too. Yeah, don't look, you? yeah, it's a it's a different. Well, they haven't sold out a home game yet this year. No, this so that's why all different. that's why there's going to be so many of these fans there. Had they played at Kansas City, different. it would have been a diff, a tougher ticket. But Jacksonville doesn't sell out home games. The Bills fans are the fans. It's like it, I'll speak about my extended family. Like there are a couple cousins where you're like. Hey, you can come over, but don't leave these three rooms. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you went away for three, three to five years, and we just want to make sure that everything right is still stays intact. here yeah. and is not on eBay, eBay tomorrow. Those are the Bills fans. Like, oh yeah, you can come, but just stay on the couch because if you get to wandering room, yeah, you can't. There's certain drinks you got to keep away from them. It's just, <laughs> I'm telling you, Reavers, this. Somebody's going to challenge you. Like they're going to well, be like, you know, hey, can you take a punch? They're going to say something like that. I went and you to, have to do it. I went to the Falcons game at the new stadium back in October and only got us cuz I flew in late. I flew in that morning and then I flew home that after the game. So I only got a a tiny taste yeah. of the pregame festivities and I knew, "Oh my god, I'm glad I didn't get here an hour and a half earlier cuz I would have been in trouble." So the, I, I hear what you're saying. And the thing is, you're going to have generations of Bills fans. You're going to have the fans who had their hearts broken with all the Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. Then the group that remembers, what was it, 99, the last time they yeah. went? Mm-hmm. Then the you're going to have these, miracle. Then these new guys, these new fans who are who are leading kind of the table on fire charge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have like three or four generations of disgruntled Bills fans who are like excited to be there. But more excited to break stuff in Jacksonville while they're there, and they know they're playing with house money because they were not supposed to be in this spot no, to begin well, who with. Was, so I remember, was it two years ago? You went to the um, the Cowboys Bills game, yeah, in 20, Buffalo, twenty fifteen. Wasn't there like a uh, an old lady who was like who had yeah. been like a Bills fan since like the beginning? <laughs> so and I she had, had been like she had been to like every <laughs> Bills game since like nineteen sixty five. So or I'm something. on the I'm on the field with my friend, 
And he had got us on field passes to kind of walk around. It was really cool. I have a yeah. bunch of, I took a bunch of video and whatnot. So we're walking back up to the stadium, and in the very first row on the east end zone, right behind the goalpost, was this woman who, God, she had to have been 80, I'm going to guess. <laughs> so it's her and her two sons, and they were standing there, and I, I just casually just said, Oh, you know, because we were waiting in line. You know, you're, you're waiting for the, the line to move up to the top of the stadium. And I said, oh, you know, are you a season ticket holder? And she says, yep, been to every game. <laughs> and I went, oh. She's like, no. And her son said, no, 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 every, every home game. game. Oh, wow. Ever. He goes, weddings, funerals, everything's planned around Bill's home, game, home games. Well, her husband, her late husband, was an uh, original season ticket holder. So she has four. One seat remains open for every game. I thought, oh my that, that is, is cool. Yeah. That is really that's expensive cool. and it's a waste expensive, of money, but that's cool. But it's cool, and it shows you how devoted. Oh my god, that is that's a great story. Here, I mean, and here's the other thing, boys. They come here next year. Oh my, they're oh coming my to god, Minnesota. Right. They're coming here, and their 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 trend has been we want to go see the new stadiums. Hey y'all, this stay year out of was, downtown that this, night. This year was Atlanta. You know, I, the, previous years they, they there's there's the the mafia schedules one oh giant road trip of year. I guarantee it's going to be when here. you see eighty five <laughs> Bills fans climbing up the U S Bank building, <laughs> trying to jump onto some table below. Right. It's Reavers, be careful. It's going to be like Fear Factor, I'm telling yeah, you. I, you got to be making, careful. Now man. you're making me super nervous. Gotta be careful. We'll be back here on 1500. Myron Metcalf back here. Coming in for Royce on the ride. Johnny, we got some uh, updates, some news updates? Uh, we do. Let's see. What do we got? We got a twin signing. You know what? Before before I do that, though, let me tell you this update sponsored by Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer. Ready for a bad cold and flu season? A cold is a cold, but flu brings fever. Be prepared with the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer backed by medical professionals everywhere. Is it you, Darvish? Did they sign you, Darvish, yet? Not Lance Lynn? Did they trade for Archer? It's a minor league. you, man. It's a minor league. Signed a minor leaguer. Oh, he did win the Pacific Coast League batting title last year. How does that make you feel? Chris Calabello. His name is Nick Buss. <laughs> you, yeah, Chris, nice. Didn't he own the Lakers? or Buss? Buss, B-U-S-S. Buzz would be cooler. Mm. Uh, he's 31 already. But oh, he, that's good. He had 348 last year with 38 extra base hits, although the Pacific Coast League, uh, isn't that the league where everybody hits 320? Yeah, just basically, because the, yeah. the pitching is awful. And the uh, stadiums are all, yeah. yeah. It's like Yankee Stadium everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> uh, did play with the Dodgers for 36 games in 2016, uh, and he played eight games for the Dodgers in 2013. 6'2", 190 pounds, eighth round selection by the Dodgers in 2008. So there's your twin signing for the day. Myron, I wasn't able to find the video, um, and when I searched the video of the female Bills fan throwing a punch, <laughs> the very first thing that popped up that I had completely forgotten about uh, December 3rd, 2017, Dateline, Orchard Park, New York. Bills fan honors annual tradition, throws sex toy on the field oh, versus yeah. the yep. Patriots. Yeah, I did it again. Huh? Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Annual tradition, man. Yeah, it happened uh, last huh? year. That was the first one. And oh, wow. The best was the CBS crew going, uh-huh. what is that? Is that a, is that a hot dog? <laughs> and they kept, <laughs> they kept pointing uh, it out. Nope. The crew They're kept zooming in yeah, on it. Like, oh. Talking about it. And oh. when it was obvious right away what was going on. <laughs> oh. no, they're going to ban Bills fans after this game, I'm telling you. <laughs> 
Timberwolves back in action tonight. They're on the road on the East Coast. They'll play the Brooklyn Nets. The Gophers' Big Ten schedule starts uh, slipping into high gear tonight. They're at home at Williams Arena to face Illinois. Uh, last night, a couple of ex-Vikings became finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That would be Randy Moss and Steve Hutchinson. It's their first year of eligibility. They both uh, make the cut. There are 15 modern-era finalists led by star linebackers Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher. Uh, voting by the Hall of Fame selectors will be February 3rd here in Minneapolis. Inductions will be in August in Canton, Ohio. Uh, Vikings also signed uh, somebody to a futures contract today. He is Brandon Zilstra. He led the Canadian Football League in receiving this year with 1,687 yards. Uh, he's a, a local fellow, actually. New London Spicer High School is where he went. He also played at Concordia Moorhead. Uh, one of his many recent NFL workouts included a stop at Winter Park on December 8th. The Futures contract means Zilstra will be added to the Vikings' 90-man offseason roster once this league year gets underway in March next league year. I know that I am uh, childish uh, in pretty much every oh, facet of my life, but I hope that becomes a thing every time the Patriots come to town at the Bills Stadium. It that, will. It that will someone be. throws one of, one of those on the field. It will be. Those things cost like 80 bucks. <laughs> oh, wait. Kenny, how do you sneak that in? I mean, security's tight. Well, there's ways. <laughs> it's your turn to sneak it in, Olsen. <laughs> 80 bucks, huh, Kenny? Yeah. Anyway. Do you get a better deal if you buy more than one? <laughs> oh, no. What is that? The team was smart. They'd buy a whole bunch of them, put their logos on them, and oh, give, them give them away. That is smart. Oh, Marketing. Marketing. Oh. <laughs> John Gruden this morning says he had a good talk with the Oakland Raiders owner, Mark Davis, about coming back to the organization. And uh, in an interview on ESPN, he says there's, quote, a good chance he will have a second stint as coach of the Raiders. Uh, he said it's been a long couple of weeks. I know they've gone through their process of interviewing candidates until they're done. I won't know, but I did have a good meeting with Mark. Gruden's been out of coaching the past nine years. He, of course, has been an ESPN analyst for Monday Night Football. He said, I think there's a good chance. I'm excited about where I'm at in terms of studying the game and preparing to come back and coach. I just don't want to sit here and speculate. Gruden apparently is already trying to put together a staff. Bengals coach Marvin Lewis said he expected defensive coordinator Paul Genther to interview with Oakland at some point. Wild beat Florida last night. Buffalo will be in town tomorrow night for a game against the Wild at the Excel Energy Center. By the way, after missing the last five games with a lower body injury, Nino Niederreiter is ready to return for that game tomorrow. That will give the Wild an empty injury list for the first time in a while. So they got that going for them. They got that going for them. Uh, The 2018 Winter Classic at City Field hit a new ratings low for the event. In the U.S., according to NBC, it's just it's because it's too much. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was I? What I was would it? agree. Yeah, Rangers overtime win over the Sabers produced a 1.42 household rating and a total audience delivery of uh, 2.484 million viewers. Now, the previous low had been last season's Blackhawks and St. Louis Blues game at Bush Stadium that produced a 1.5 national rating with 2.6 million viewers. Mm. Uh, that continues a three-year rating slide. After 4.40 million viewers watched Detroit and Toronto play in Michigan Stadium in 2014. Mm. One other baseball note, a few years back, Will Middlebrooks was being touted as a future superstar for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Today, he signed a minor league deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, They also resigned some other minor leaguers, including former Twins infielder, 
Pedro Florimont. Remember Pedro? Sure do. Yeah. And also catcher Eric Fryer, who spent some time. We here. had a host on this That's station that suggested he could become the cornerstone franchise piece because of his glove. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, that host out. still here? No, that host is <laughs> long is gone. Is he in jail right now? Uh, he might be. <laughs> oh, wow. On his way. <laughs> on that note, we will be back. Myron Metcalf back here on the ride. Chris Reavers, Manny Fresh, 1500 ESPN. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm old school. I hate to see sports breakups, like, like especially if there's like a cool duo that you admire. Um, tonight we have the big Celtics Cavaliers game, oh, yeah. and Kyrie. I mean, the old thing's gonna be Kyrie versus. LeBron and they were, you know, they won a championship together. Uh, yep. And then Had the everything fell divorce. apart. Yep. And Kyrie demanding the surprise trade. He ends up with the Celtics. And, and I mean, there are people who always want to see negative news around LeBron, you know, for whatever reason. But I, I, I hate to see that. And, and for me, what I thought about with all the build up to this game, because it's like this is a regular season game, they're both going to be back playing for the Eastern Conference Championship anyway, right? But I thought about the, to me, what was the most jarring breakup that I remember in Minnesota sports history, which was Kevin Garnett and Stephon Marbury. Yeah. And and just how, like, here we are 13 years later, 14 years later, talking about just the impact of egos. And, and those two, Garnett and Marbury, I know we talked about the money. The money was the big issue. Uh, and... I just don't think that you can have two alphas on a team. And this was clearly KG's team. But you just wonder, man, like, what may have happened? Had it not just, had, had the egos not gotten in the way, and both guys have admitted that that was the issue, like, what could have been? And it's just like, in basketball, especially, because I think in football, it's different. Like, football, you got an alpha who's usually either your defensive leader, a Ray Lewis type, or it's a. Tom Brady or something. There's no argument about that. Yeah. Basketball's more difficult to figure it out. You might have two or three of those guys who want that role. And I think that happened to the Timberwolves. But I just, I don't know, man. I remember being so excited to see those two play together. And and those those first couple, it was amazing to see it. And then it was over. It was like it never happened. There was talk, I remember. And I was just, you know, a kid at the time, a, a young teenager. But there was talk that they were going, that those two were going to be like the next, like yeah. Stockton and Malone. That's you what know, we the, heard, the and next, that was valid. You know, point guard, sort of big man, power forward combination, and that they were going to be uh, a special duel for a number of years, and then Marbury just couldn't uh, couldn't really handle being a second fiddle and wanted to go home back to the East Coast, back to New York, and ended up trading him to uh to New Jersey the New Jersey Nets at the time. Well, and, and everybody blames KG for changing the salary structure in the NBA with that massive deal he signed, which you know, created a lot of the drama. Stephon Marbury, I think signed, you know, I think Garnett signed for like 167 million or something like something crazy, and I think Marbury's next deal was like 71 million under the new rules and obviously because the Garnett contract is what changed, changed everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was 137, but all of a sudden you got a guy who made more than $100 million and you're making 71. That ain't, that's no difference for us, but for those guys, and you already have the ego issues. Well, And in 1999 or whenever he signed that, I remember yeah. going, 
Holy crap! Crazy. That was a that was a big deal back then. Almost twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, today a hundred million dollars. It's crazy, right? And he twenty had years only, ago. And KG had only at that point had only been in the league for like three years. Exactly. Because it was nine. I think it was ninety eight. It was the offseason in ninety eight. I think when he signed the deal, and that was during. If I'm not mistaken, that was during that lockout. That was lockout. It? Yeah. And that so. was when you could sign big guys to huge numbers off potential. Yep. Um, and a lot of guys got some dumb money during that stretch. But I just feel like I, I wish there w- would have been a way for it to work somehow. But it just seems like when you have an alpha like a KG, it just doesn't it, it doesn't work. And it's nothing against KG. He just has one of those personalities where – you're either going to follow him or not. And if you can't, you got to go somewhere else. He's just one of those guys. You know, I think Jimmy Butler has some of that. You're either going to get with him or you're not. It's not going to work where you've got two or three guys with Jimmy Butler trying to play that role. You know, the other duo that we, I personally will always wonder what would have been is the Justin Morneau-Joe Maurer duo. Yeah. They had one one. Good- the 06 season was the year that they were Morneau was the American League MVP. Joe Maurer was an all-star. And then it just seemed like after that, that one it. of them was hurt all the time, and they never really played a full season together again. And it's it's a shame because they were both really good players at one point. That is a really good point. Thank Cause, you. Because those two are kind of the iconic yeah. what could have been. You know, if the, if those two stay healthy, and Marno and Maurer stay healthy, what I mean, it changes everything going forward. Because mm-hmm. they were going into the new stadium, and I know Joe signed the big contract, and – Morneau signed a you know a team or team friendlier contract yeah. shortly before I was either shortly before or shortly after his American League MVP and I know Joe won the the MVP in two thousand and nine but they were never really the same players no. and it, Justin of course when he suffered the concussion in Toronto that everything it did and it's a shame because he was I think the best hitter in the American League he was right before that happened and he was on his way that season in two thousand and ten to having an even better year than he did in 06 when he won the MVP. It's amazing how many of these duos just don't work sometimes. And, and mm-hmm. I think, and, and, and the that case was of injury. Maurer, yeah, that, that was, was injury. injury. That wasn't ego. ego. Right. But what's interesting is I think Maurer and Garnett are in a similar place in that they sign these massive deals and people still blame them to some degree for the inability of their franchises to sign good players around them because they took on so much money. But you can't blame those guys for what they did. The other one is Culpepper and Moss. That's another one. You know, I know Dante got hurt, but Randy was traded before Dante suffered that injury. His last full season here, I mean, Dante, had it not been for Peyton Manning, Dante would have been the MVP in 04. That 4,000-yard season or whatever, what that was crazy. Like, that was everybody's doing the role. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that was amazing. And, again, it was another blip. There have been so many blips here in this city for whatever reason. And, and that's a third one. I didn't even think about that. And I think that that's why, too, that – a lot of people are just they're going back to a conversation we had yesterday. A lot of people I think are just they're hesitant yeah. to fully embrace everything. I mean, I, people are excited. They're excited to see what happens, but I think yeah. they're just they're they're kind of waiting. Yeah. They're just kind of waiting. And I get that. I mean, a lot of broken hearts. Um but I mean, you go back 15 years ago, 20 years ago, this city had some amazing duos that yeah. you would have thought at this point, we'd be going, oh, man, can you believe what Culpepper and Ma- They yeah. led, led us to the Super Bowl. Can yeah. you believe what, you know, Morneau and Maurer did together? You know, 
competing to get into the World Series. Can you believe what Marbury and Garnett became? Mm-hmm. Best duo in the NBA, and it just never happened. Yeah. Uh, one quick note to pass along before we uh, yeah. before we go to break here. Kenny just gave this to me. Eastbound Highway 36. This is a bad stretch. So Eastbound Highway 36 from 35W over to Highway 61. 45 minutes right now relating to a crash oh my in that stretch. So if uh, have a care if you're on Eastbound Highway 36 or if you're anywhere near that area, maybe think of an alternate route. Find something else. We'll be back after this. Myron Metcalf here, back on the ride with Royce. Filling in for Royce. Hey, hey I'm, man, I'm trying not to become that, like, overbearing dad. Okay. My girls are watching like these Netflix shows, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing something from 20 years ago. But like, I don't remember the themes being so mature. It's like I'm 100. I'm like with watching you. these shows, and it's like, how old are your kids? Uh, I got nine, seven, and one. But okay. the nine and seven year olds are watching some show, and it's like you come in, and it's like, hey Samantha, did you hear that Charles cheated on you? Ooh. Wait, what? Wait, what? Whoa. Is this like a kid? What? Are, am I overthinking this? Like, no, is you're this, not. No. Is this? I'm with you. Like, what is happening? Am in, I missing something? In fact, uh, the wife and I just had. So I have I have two boys, six and three. Yeah. And you know he's all into the Transformers right now, which yeah. is cool. I because I played with Transformers when I was a yeah, kid, yeah, so yeah. I can relate. This is cool. Um, but she recorded the, you know, the uh, Shia LaBeouf, Megan Fox. Transformers, deal. thinking, oh, this will be a good movie for him to watch, and I'm, you know, because there's a couple of scenes in there that are a bit risque. Yeah, that honey, he's six. <laughs> I don't want him watching this yet. I mean, that's a that's a bridge we can cross a couple of years from now. So yeah. I'm, I am right with you, man. I because that's it's you don't want to lose that innocence. No, no, exactly. Especially and, as a parent, you want that to always exist inside of them. Yeah, and I don't. I want to find that balance where it's like, I mean, we had shows. I feel like I'm a '90s kid. Like, I remember Wonder Years, right? The only thing that happened on Wonder Years was Kevin Arnold, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get Winnie Cooper to pay attention to him, right. which which Kevin wasn't aggressive enough, by the way. Of course not. Winnie Cooper he was, was a wimp. He should have proposed to Winnie Cooper the first show. Because he didn't realize that she liked him back. He did. But he's, you can't be playing around with a Winnie Cooper. No, no, no. She's the Holy Grail. First episode, if I'm Kevin Arnold, it would have been called The Proposal. <laughs> I would have walked onto the set with a ring, whether it was in the script or not. In fifth Winnie, grade. Fifth grade. We ain't got to get married today, but we got to get married at some point. Right, but you got to promise me. You can't be playing around with a Winnie Cooper. And then there was a couple episodes, remember, when his boy Paul kind of slid in. Oh, yeah. Paul slid in, and Kevin's jealous, but it's like, you were over here playing around. I think that there's, because of the social media and exposure and multiple screens to all these kids, I just think that they're introduced to this too way much. too early. My girls are already asking way for, too early. My girls are asking for cell phones. Oh no! And here's here's the thing. I'm thinking it's crazy, right? I'm like, how, how many of your friends in your class have cell phones? Don't know. No. Sixty, seventy percent. Come on. I, and I'm, like, I'm like, well, maybe they got kid phones. Nope. She said iPhone tens, iPhone eights. Stop growing up so fast. Oh my god. Please stop. You just broke my heart. I know it, man. We'll be back after this.